Welcome to Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. This is a space where we aim to help, educate and entertain you on all aspects of life. Each week we will be here live to inspire you to take action in your own life. We will bring together a beautiful mix of practical logic and spiritual intuition to help you live life your way. Today we'll be talking about how we can approach investing our time in the best way to achieve our goals. So we will be learning how to take stock of where we choose to invest our time, energy, money, all of those resources, so that we can live life our way. This again is another great topic. Oh, I know. I just, I love this topic. I think um, because I have struggled so much in my life with with time manager. I'm not a natural time manager at all. Mm -hmm. bad bad so conscious (laughs) awareness like it's okay so let's backtrack a little bit what happened to make you realize Lou that there was a bit of a problem do you remember like was it a certain age was it a certain um event was it or was it just like this culmination of all these things that all just fell apart and you just went um, I need to get on top of my time I think I've always been a shocking like I, I've always been so in the moment, yeah. So I never take notice. I think you'll remember this. There was one. So I'm going to two stories. Okay. Um, one was I think it was early on. You did a time management coaching session on me. <laughs> All right. And I underestimated something by three hundred percent. How long something would take me to do. Yeah, shocking. And I say this to my clients as well, to go, look, if if I can work on time, Mm. like you will learn the same techniques I apply to myself because my biggest realisations are I'm really hyperactive when it comes to time, (laughs) truly. And I have evidence to prove it. Okay. So (laughs) I was doing some decluttering. Mm-hmm. And I found my report card from grade two. <laughs> and my report card from grade two said some interesting things. Mm. You know, not like report cards today, <laughs> where they're all sanitized. Mine was something like it was divided up into a few sections. One was um, work habits, and one was concentration. Work habits, methodical. Okay, mm. read logical, methodical. Mm. Right. Work habits easily distracted right so i'll guarantee you're not the only person who's had that on their report card but it's an interesting um to me it really sounds like a contradiction you know how can you be methodical how can you have you know those work or study habits yet your time and the way you were using it was really not effective so it's really like yeah. a disconnect isn't it it's yep. interesting it's that bright shiny objects <laughs> <gasps> what's this oh. happening oh this is interesting oh, oh i need to do this yeah oh okay, what are you yeah. doing <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> i was brought up in the kind of family where and i'm sure i actually mentioned this in my book my mum had this um saying i'd rather be half an hour early than 10 minutes late and so, you know, because we live in the city, traffic can be a little bit variable. So I tend to have that drummed into me. And so if I'm traveling to the other side of town, I can go, right, well, on a good day, this will take 
I don't know, half an hour. And on not a good day, it might take an hour ten. Yeah. So more often than not, I go, okay, I'm going to work with the bigger time bracket. And so then I'll be there where I'm meant to go half an hour early or today I went somewhere and I was 45 minutes early. (laughs) It's like, you know, it's the opposite end of the spectrum, isn't it? Because then I'm wasting time in a completely different way um, than, you know, if I was just Mm. uh, being distracted in that way that you were in a classroom. And I'm going to come back to that okay. as we go through the, the topic tonight. Um, but I guess one thing that I think is interesting is like you know, these family of origin examples, like mm. in, in my family, it's always been very much a, you cram everything to the right to the last minute before you got to run out the door. Cram, cram, cram. You can do more. You can do more. Come on. What else? What else? And even if your appointment, for example, is 10 minutes down the road, you and you, it's in it's 10 minutes. Just you leave it in, in 11 time. minutes. Just in okay. time. Okay, right. Wow. Yeah, okay. exactly. So I think I'd be a bit stressed. Yeah, exactly. That adrenaline. like, And, mm. that's, and that's the sort of thing. That's why, you know, and, and these are, you know, patterns and behavior. And when you sort of start to become aware, you go, oh, am I just operating on autopilot? We take so mm. much of these unconscious patterns on. Mm. And, you know, it's hilarious. Um, you know, last, was it two weeks ago, was traveling with my parents in WA. And so you see those patterns when you're back in that family little dynamic and you're like, whoa, I am like my mother. (laughs) How did that happen? And it's because you're cultured into that, right? That's where you're born and that's, you know, that stuff does go into your subconscious mind. And before you know it, it does become behavior or pattern or routine. So suppose... The question really is, and the big question that we're going to be talking about tonight is, how can we move out of some of that yes. when we know that we're you're blocked mm. in this time? Like mm. I, for example, would not want to be leaving the house 11 minutes before um, an appointment, which is in 10 minutes, because I would be very stressed. So if I am in that routine... Yep. Let's talk about, and not necessarily about that specific example, but yeah. other examples. How can I um, go about making some change mm. so that, you know, I become perhaps firstly a little bit more aware about where my time goes. Yeah. But also secondly, how can I actually make these changes that will benefit me? Mm. Because as you've already said, it can be autopilot. Yeah. And if we're on autopilot, we don't necessarily know or think, is this the right thing? And it's that question of who's running the show. Is it your Mm -hmm. unconscious kind of patterns? Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me, a lot of the time, it's either the people pleaser, perfectionist, or procrastinator. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to time, it's like the people pleaser will be going, yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. Yes, I can do that. (laughs) Give me more. Yeah, I can totally do more. I can do that too. Yeah. Then it'll be the um, perfectionist going, okay, well, you've said you're going to do that. You've got to do that perfect. Mm -hmm. And you can't stop until it's done. You mean you got to keep going, mm. and then the procrastinator kicks in because then it freaks out to go. How the hell am I going to do it all? I don't know where to start. Yeah, I don't know when to finish. Like you know, it's just it's, it's that anxiety kind of provoking. Yes. Thing. Um. Yes. So for me, that's where I have to kind of identify to go. How do I calm down that perfectionist? 
mm. in those circumstances. The thing that was coming to me then, and I know we mentioned this mm. off air, is the um, idea of a elastic band just oh. being stretched to such an extent yeah. that, and, and I think that a lot of us walk around with that inside mm. of us, and mm. it's nearly like, let's, what can we do to loosen it off so it's less stressful for us? Yeah. So what have you got up your sleeve tonight, Lou? Well, I thought being a process-focused <laughs> person, I'm methodical, um, I thought what we could do tonight is really give everybody a very practical tool mm. to evaluate how we use our time, think through, and that's, you know, in, in our promos we've been talking about, make sure you've got pen and paper handy. Yes. Because we really want I you like to get it. as much as you can out of, you know, the episode. Yeah. So pen and paper because, you know, you're going to invest some time and we really want you to be using it. So mm. it's very much about how to revamp your time. Mm. So through the session, um, you know, we're, we're really going to be thinking – what are we doing? What's not working? And then come out with some practical strategies. And, you know, together we'll, we'll help people to think through different scenarios because with your time management coaching being mm. a supreme, like Helen manages <laughs> time. Honestly, I can say categorically, I haven't known you for a very long time now, you are the most phenomenal. And, and you know, we'll, we'll talk about this as we go, but a lot, people could judge from the outside and go, oh, well, you know, you, you just sew together, but you work hard. <laughs> yes. You seriously work hard. This is, this is something that you have conscious awareness and you're consciously deciding in every moment, what am I doing? So I just want to acknowledge that. Thank you. Thank you. And awesome. I, just, I would just like to acknowledge that the process that we're sharing tonight, we're using in the context of time, but we will probably revisit this over yes uh, life learnings with helen and yeah. louise because it's actually a process you can use in all sorts of different areas and aspects of your life from things that are really practical um right through to you know what we're talking about now which is time and something that's a little bit un in intangible intangible yeah <laughs> whatever and that word is <laughs> yeah well it's it, when we think about like time is a resource it's mm. a non-renewable resource and that's why, you know, in some of the promos we've been talking about, you know, we're just like money. We're, we're familiar with the concept of investing money. Mm. And what we're wanting to do is why don't we take that similar approach to investing time in a way that will further, you know, not our financial goals, but our life goals. And, you know, there's lots of different authors that have talked about, you know, these sorts of concepts. So mm. um, what we're going to do is go through what's called the revamp process so r-e-v-a-m-p revamp and it's a process that like helen said you know i use in lots of different you know you can organize your pantry you can you look at it through losing weight tonight we're focused on schedule because the biggest issue you know from a healthy lifestyle perspective through to getting organized mm. what is the biggest thing you hear clients say no oh, well it's why they get us into their homes and say i don't have time yep. to do this yep. and it also maybe they don't have the skill but to me, that also means is they don't have the time to learn the skill to then do the thing that yep. they need to do. So exactly. it all comes down into this yep. big bubble of time. time. Or money. Yes. Two sides of the same coin. I don't have enough time or I don't have enough money. Mm. I'd like to get some support, but I don't have the money. Mm. Or 
that's you know just not possible mm. so what i'll do is i'll run through um so if you can write at the top of your page revamp and then we're going to go through each word like you know, each letter has a word because i love an acronym mm. as do i <laughs> But Lou does a great job of creating them because this is all her incredible work. I love it. Um, Okay, so the first step in the revamp process is R for remember. Mm. So in this phase, this is where we really look at trying to remember what is it that is really that I'm striving for. Mm. It might be, you know, a life goal or a feeling. Or, you know, I, I want to feel less stressed, but, you know, how can you language that in a way? I want to feel calmer. Mm, I want more sanctuary in my life. Yes, <laughs> that's right. To go, And then I press you to go, what more specific? What yeah. does that sanctuary look like, feel like, smell like? Mm, use your senses, connecting with mm. your senses to help you get to the depths of that feeling. I yeah. think is what I'm hearing. Yes. Um, because we need to... I believe remove a bit of our head out of all of oh, this process. Totally, we are just kind of writing our checklist with our brain. What if we connect in with, well, how would this feel like if I had this around me? Or mm. how would this feel if I saw this every day? Or how would it, how would I feel in my body if I did this yeah. thing for me? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like if if we go with that feeling, how would it mm. feel? I would feel less frantic. Mm. I'd feel less frazzled. Yeah. I'd feel more present Mm, you know more focused more in flow more um aware of my own goals or my own direction as well because i think when we've got that tight elastic band in us or we're on that little treadmill of chaos we kind of lose a lot of that don't we yes absolutely um so and i and i think you know one of the, the the conversations we were having just before going live was around this this topic is going to bring up stuff more than stuff more than stuff <laughs> this is going to bring up the inner judge oh yeah All right so this is going to bring up well you know if only i could you know have that job that earned me that money if only i had one child and not three if only I was 20 years younger. Mm. If only I lived in a big city and not in the country. That whole judgy, and it may not even necessarily be judging a specific person. It could be, but it could be judging the situation yes. yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, that, it's, really like, it's more than the grass is greener kind of concept, but it's yeah. a little bit like that. And it's got a bit of like, and, and I notice sometimes if there's that part of me that gets a bit judgy to go, well, you know, that's fine for you because yes. when I hear that dialogue in my head, that's when I need to just really get myself going, what the heck? Mm. Because what we see of what we think other people's life is like, oh. it does not help us to move forward with our life if we're in that space of going, well, it's fine for you. And the reality of what we see is probably only 3% anyway. Very I don't know. Different. It'd be really small. Yeah. But we're using our perception of the, the someone else's reality and being judgy yeah. around that. And so when we start thinking about, you know, what is it that we want 
to, you know, it's that R for remember, you know, what, what is it? Mm. We've got to get, we're only in our own race. Mm. And when we look outside and go, oh, well, that's fine for you and that's fine for you, but you don't know what my life is like. Yeah, probably don't. Mm. And you don't know what my life is like or what your life is like. Mm. So the only race we can run is really getting clear on what is it that I want I just want a bit of peace yeah. and then get focused on that. And when you hear that little voice in your head, because it's going to come up in this session, you will have, you know, like it's, it's going to come up to go, well, oh, that's ridiculous. I don't have time. Yes. That's the voice that we've just got to dampen that to go. Thank you. You can yeah. sit in the back seat, judgy, judgy pal, <laughs> sit in the back seat. Yeah. I'm going to drive for the moment. And yeah. Elizabeth Gilbert often says that, you know, sometimes yeah. it's, you know, fear or whatever it is, you know, running, running, wanting to grab that steering wheel and veer mm. off course. And we just need to go, hang on a second. You can just sit in the back seat. Mm. Thanks for your opinion, but I don't necessarily need to listen to it. Just not right now. Go back there for a moment. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to acknowledge it. Just <laughs> in the back for the moment. Yeah. So that's R for remember. Then once you've got some clarity over that, then you move on to E for evaluate. Mm. And that's a no holes barred analysis of what's working and what's not. Mm. That's when you really look at how do you suck at time management. <laughs> And can I add, how do you suck at energy management? Because I think yes, it's all equal, it right? Is. Because, you know, I was having this conversation with a friend on the weekend about like investing energy into something, mm. you know, the mental conversation, the, you know, the worry. Mm. I can, the amount of time I waste worrying. Yes. Yes. And when you think about it, you, you look, you could sit on your sofa for three hours and for three hours you're wasting mental energy which also equals wasting time on whatever that thing is that's yeah. running through your head. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, other, other examples, um, distractions, mobile devices, mm. Facebook, scroll, <laughs> scroll, scroll, fear of missing out, mm. you know, oh, I've got to be on Facebook all the time to see what other people are up to because, hey, maybe they're doing something cool um, and I don't want to miss out yeah. on that thing, yeah. whatever the thing is. It's um, that bright, shiny objects. Yes. Oh, oh. oh that looks really cool. I know. I've got to do it. Yeah, that looks great. I have to admit, I'm, um, I don't think I'm a bright, shiny object. Uh, I don't know. What's the word? Gal. No. Um, it's interesting. A, a friend of mine, and I think it's similar kind of concept, I refer to it as a marketer's dream. Because it's like the bright, shiny objects. Like, oh, there's a new lipstick in the range, yeah. or there's, you know, the new style of boots, or the new, whatever. She's a marketer's dream because she's looking and mm. chasing the bright, mm. shiny objects. Because marketers understand the way that the brain works. The brain loves novelty. Mm. We're designed to notice interesting things because, as a, as a uh, organism our goal is to keep us safe so we have to notice if there is a tiger hiding behind that tree <laughs> but the thing is we don't have a like tigers hiding behind the trees no. so that's where our distractions mm. can get us unstuck mm. you know that brain's love of novelty so that's where you know we, we just need to have some awareness over how do we currently use our time our schedule so you know and then Equally, as we look at what's not working, then going, okay, in the, in the times when I do things really well, mm. wh why is that? 
yeah. unpack that. What's going on there? Is this something that I just really love to do? Or was there something, um, you know, maybe I was super energetic today mm. and I got in and I did all of this stuff. Like there's yep. obviously a reason behind yeah. why, you know, you're not being distracted and you are focused. Yes. The opposite end yep. of distraction. Yeah. yeah. On this thing. And it, and it can be something as simple as going, you know, I say that, you know, physical, you know, physical well-being. So, you know, you were saying sanctuary in my body. It, it mm. could be, you know, I know that, um, you know, I want to be fit and healthy and and. and energetic but then go when I honestly evaluate it I don't actually do some of the things that I know I need to do yes and then you can go but I do commit to this why is that Mm. why is it that I wake up and I do you know this this one task without Mm. fail every day Mm. or you know whatever it might be or once once a week I, I always do that the thing that was coming to me and just you know, thinking of the concept of sanctuaries, for example. So, you know, I could do all these things in and around my home that bring me sanctuary. Um, I could have the most incredible job on the planet that I love and, you know, it really lifts my heart and, I, you know, it's just wonderful. Mm. Um, but then, you know, I'm really falling down in regards to eating well or I'm spending time with negative people or, you know, there's other things that, you know, it's it's really like I don't want to say the eighty twenty rule because I don't think it's like mm. it's like a a pizza or a, you know a puzzle of some sort. It's yep. like you've got to work at trying to make as many of the pieces fit together yep. that are right for you. Yes, not the ones that I mean. There's always going to be things that we have to do, yep. or you know, people we might know, or whatever that. If, even if you just reduce your time in that space or, yeah. you know, you might be a massive chocolate eater and it's just been Easter so then you've just hoed out on chocolates and then you say, I'm going to go for a month without chocolate yeah. or something. Like you actually make the parameters yourself. Yes. Make the boundaries yourself. But the trick, of course, is sticking to them. Yeah. Anyway, I've probably gone right no, off no, tangent. No, 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 because um, it's then also about like the triggers Mm. you know so that way then you go is it you know like we had talked about previously in another episode you know it's identifying that who what when where why how Mm. so the evaluate phase is is really about unpacking yes that and being non-judgmental about the unpacking yeah just saying what are the facts here they are and then I can hopefully move forward yeah. with the next step. Yeah, approach it as a curious observer. Your role yeah. is not to judge, not yourself or others. Yeah. No judging. Yeah. Um, so once you've done E, um, so yeah, after remember E for evaluate, then we move on to V for value. So revamp V. Now that is where we identify what we actually believe is important. So what do we value? And there's a great process that we have both been taught by Julie Morgenstern, Mm. um, who's, you know, best-selling author, billion times over. Yeah, her book, Um, this particular book um, is called Time Management from the Inside Out. um, And we both trained with Julie. But she has another book called Organising from the Inside Out as well, if you're ever interested in checking those out. Yeah, and in that, doesn't she talks about this concept of identifying your big buckets. Mm. You want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, so the bucket concept is really taking all these aspects of where we spend our time and trying to make sense of them. 
Now the problem of course is that time is intangible. I can't pick up time in the same way I can pick up a book or pick up a child or pick up my shoes, okay? So what Julie talks about in regards to the concept of buckets is let's look at our time as if we were organizing our wardrobe. So if I'm going to organize a wardrobe, I might, for example, put all the shirts together, all of the trousers together, all of the dresses together, and then if I'm looking at shoes, I might just either put all the shoes together or I might separate them into summer or winter shoes. And then I'll probably have drawers where I've got, for example, underwear in one drawer or t-shirts in another drawer or shorts in another drawer. So that once I've then done my washing and I've, you know, or ironing or whatever, and I'm putting everything away, it's got a bucket or it's got a container, which essentially is a space in your wardrobe where that thing lives so if we look at that concept did that was that a good explanation yeah, okay yeah good. <laughs> yes um, when we look at our time we need to look at it in the same kind of manner so we say okay what are our buckets of time well you know me as a mum and a wife and a business owner and a friend and all of that other stuff you know, so some of my buckets, and I probably won't even remember them all, but, you know, I've got a family bucket. But, you know, what's inside the family bucket is a lot of stuff. So, you know, that includes everything from cooking, washing, ironing to spending time with my husband and child. So I'm actually going to separate that out. I'm going to say, okay, I spend time. These are the jobs essentially I do in my home um, for my family. So the cooking. The budgeting. The budgeting, the cleaning, the, you know, answering the door when the builder knocks on it, you know, and managing all, you know, all of that stuff, that's one bucket. Another bucket, you know, I'd like to have kind of fun, really. And that's what do I do with my family? What I do with my friends? You can have a separate bucket for family and friends. But then obviously I've got a bucket for work, right? And so even if I break that down, I might have a few buckets in there. I might have a bucket where I spend time doing my marketing. I might have a bucket where I spend time doing my finances for my business versus our personal or home finances. Um, I obviously have a bucket for when I work with my clients or working in my business versus working on my business. So what I do essentially is I go, okay, what's everything that I need to do in my life? And what bucket does this thing go into? And then I essentially allocate it into a space. And then once I've allocated it into a space, then I can go, okay, great. So in this bucket of work, these are all the things that make up that bucket of work. So now let me look at that bucket of work mm. and see how much time, firstly, I'm spending on it. Because I was talking to someone the other day and she said, I don't know where my time goes. Mm. Um, and, you know, from her schedule, she said, it looks like there's lots of gaps in there. And, uh, you know, probably quite a few people can say that. But when you go through this concept or this um, approach, you essentially go, well, I actually only really need to spend uh, two hours on this thing once a week mm. within my work yep. bucket. But then within my work bucket, this other thing, I need to spend maybe six hours a week. And then within my, you know, um, 
home management bucket. Yep. Let's call it that. You know, how much time in the home management bucket relates to, you know, the tedium of cooking, cleaning, ironing, washing, all that stuff, but how much also relates to other things like, you know, balancing the budget and, and everything. So I actually spend time working out all the things in the buckets, but then I spend time working out how long the things in the buckets take me how long Mm. they take me to do Mm. and so what i've then done is i have maybe four or five big buckets and then i can go okay wow this bucket of home maintenance or home management sorry takes me 15 hours a week yeah and then this bucket of business or work takes me 30 hours a week and then this bucket of fun takes me say 10 hours a week don't forget you've got a bucket which really is kind of a bucket on its own which equals sleep um, and you know if you do you know somewhere between six and eight hours a night sleep you know multiply that by seven and you get whatever you get um, so then what you do is you go okay now I've got something tangible I yeah. can see where my time goes and it's like the wardrobe you know I can see where my shirt's hang where my trousers are hang where my dress yeah. is hang when I do this with buckets of time I can see what's in the bucket and I can see how long it takes me Mm. so I know that's quite a lot to share in a short period of time but I really hope it makes sense because if you are doing all these kind of I don't know you're waking up and in the first three hours of your day you're doing all sorts of different things um, you know that are from all different buckets yeah. like may- maybe if you're running a business you're on a phone call to a client at the same time as saying to your child hurry up and get your school stuff in the car at the same time as still trying to pack the lunchbox do you know what I mean and yeah. if you're doing that kind of stuff you're getting quite stressed yeah um, so the concept of the buckets is to make sense of your time and to make something tangible out of it yeah because we all have said before Where's my time gone? I've got to the end of the week and I feel like I've done nothing. Yeah. And more often than not, it's because we haven't done this process and realised, oh my gosh, I actually do waste six hours a day on social media. Yeah. And that's that's exactly why in this V for value stage, by looking at what the buckets are, you can then go... Like you said, you know, you identify those little bitsy things and then you can go, is this really the best use of my time? Mm. Because the simple fact is we can't get any more than 24 hours. Mm. That's it. We, it's a non, you know, we can't, mm. doesn't matter how much um, we want more, we're only given 24. Mm. So that's when we have to make these decisions around, will I invest time to save money or could I invest money to save time? Mm. So we can only we can find time. We find time by either buying it, you know, mm-hmm. which is that outsourcing exactly the thing. getting a cleaner. Yeah. Or you know, looking at what are those things I do spend my time on. So like mm. I said, the buckets, the little things, mm. and then also going okay, if I don't have the money, is it something that I could bargain with someone else? Mm. Um, you know, to to create more opportunity Mm. you know but also uh, another friend of mine susan pierce she talks about the because we always have a to-do list Mm. she talks about the 
to not to-do list. Yes. So if Delete. I... Delete. Yeah. Delegate. So if I look at my buckets... Yeah. There's guaranteed stuff in there I can either delete it or delegate it, give it to someone else to do. You know, who's probably faster, better, more efficient yes. than me. That's it. At doing that thing. Do they just need a pulse, really, to yes. unpack a dishwasher? A pulse is good. Yeah. Some coordination is optional. Yeah. Being whatever. Able to reach where the thing gets put away. That's it. Or it's, it's a okay. team effort. Yeah. Whatever it might be. Yeah. So, and then, and what you were describing with the uh, wardrobe. So I liked how you you unpacked. You know, look at how much time it takes. If it's 15 hours, don't fight the reality. That's what I have done for years, fought the reality, you know, not uh, actually being really cognizant of how long things actually take me mm. it's pie and sky of course it's only going to take me two minutes oh my god yeah and two hours later you're still there yeah. doing the thing totally yeah. totally yeah uh so then you know you you then moved into the a for a sign phase which is this mm. wardrobe concept because then when you're understanding where does this bucket it might happen a little bit every morning and it might happen at the end of the day. Or where does it? Where is it going to live? Because when you mm. in A for a sign, so R E V A, which is a sign, that's when you're deciding, like your wardrobe, mm. the socks go here. Mm. Well, when does when do I do my grocery shopping? Mm. When do I do some physical activity? When do we have a family fun night? Because if fun is a bucket. Mm. Where does that show up in your schedule? Mm. And this is when judgy happens. Well, that's fine and all. Yes. And also the interesting thing that came to me then when you said about the sock drawer, yep. we go, okay, I'm going to put the socks in that drawer because it makes sense to put them in that drawer, yep. right? So if it's grocery shopping, when does it make sense to grocery shop? And, you know, given a lot of um, grocery stores are now open quite late, you don't necessarily need to be going at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday morning. You can mm. be going at any time. But it's assigning... A time for the thing yep. that you have to do that is appropriate for you. Yep. Um, and what works with your life and your family exactly. and work and all sorts of other things. So then once you've done that assigned, so hope, hoping that you're jotting these ideas and insights as you're going, what are your big buckets? If you haven't jotted it down, just, you know, quick brainstorm, you know, mm. 30 seconds, what are your big buckets? Mm. Um, then assign what, and, and that that's your homework. Mm. Really have a look at to go, well, I know Monday nights, um, you know, I've got, you know, this particular practice on. Okay, well, you know, that's the make sure I've done, I've done some cooking on Sunday night for a meal that will take me over. Yeah, you know, so I don't have to be doing it on Monday night. Exactly. Yeah. Then you're able to move on to M for maintain. So in the revamp process, M for maintain, which is like, what are the things I need to do to keep me on my game? Mm. So one of the things, mm. like if you, if you focus back on... Um, are for remember you know we're saying like if i want to be less stressed it's like going okay so at the end of the day like you were talking about an example of um you read something about a fellow that came home yeah so this was really interesting i don't even know this has been in my mind for many years so i don't even know where it came from but it was about this gentleman who was you know at high power very stressful job and he used to arrive home pull into his garage and then go straight to spend time with his family and he found that it was it was stressful because he was still in work mode and then he walked into the house in work mode and you know there were small children and you know it's bedtime dinner time bath time anyone who's had kids knows that can be a 
a charged time of day. <laughs> Witching hour, I believe. Yes. And so, you know, he found it really hard, as did his family. But then what they did was they changed the routine. So he came into the garage and then went straight into his room um, and would shower and then get changed and then come out and greet the family and get into the evening kind of process. So it was really only another maybe 10 minutes. You know, he pulled in, quickly ducked in her shower. And it's like he was washing off um, his business Mm. persona Mm. and then he could go into his family and be dad. And I think it was really lovely because he was showing his family how he valued time with them instead of keeping his brain in work mode yep. or his body yes. in work mode. And, you know, he probably then switched into work mode again once the children were in bed or whatever, may not have done. Mm. Um, but I just thought it was a really interesting story because what he essentially did was he gave himself the gift of that time to switch off from one thing being work before he reconnected or connected with the other thing which was his family and i think you know we we have to look at that and go well that's fine and all but if i've been you know dealing with x all day you know Mm. what's the switch and Mm. i guess me arriving here today was a good example of this Mm. little strategy for maintenance was um you know i've been working today and, you know, before coming here, it was that choice of going, okay, well, I could quickly, you know, duck and see my parents who only live around the corner from Helen, or I could see them afterwards. And I went, you know, I really need to decompress. I need to get my thoughts clear for tonight. So I just took myself to go, okay, I'm going to have a cuppa and I'm just going to be present. So that way when I arrive, I'm mentally here, mm. fully present and you were. Yes. And it was really interesting because Lou normally arrives, say, half an hour or so beforehand. We chat about the episode and, you know, the exact focus and content we're going to be talking about. And I think we'd done that in, I don't know, 10 minutes yeah. or less. And it was like, oh, okay, now what do we do? Yeah. We've got this time. Um, and it was because we both were present mm. to the situation. Yeah. Instead of, you know, Lou perhaps feeling stressed or worried after seeing her parents or me being in, you know, crazy mum cooking dinner mode or whatever. It was like, oh, here we are. And we can now move forward in a way that feels much more graceful, which is really nice. Yep. And so it don't like it's looking for those and you talk about sanctuary. It's like one of those mm. pockets of moments of sanctuary. Is it just putting hand cream on? I love that example that you always say. (laughs) Hand cream. Or having a cup of tea and going, you know what? Like, you know, even if it's like a case of the only place you have is the toilet mm. or whatever. It's like, you know, in terms of that, like you'd, or you don't even get that toilet time. It's like when that judgy thing happens, what's one thing mm. or one opportunity you can take just to give that peace? Mm. And there's always one thing. My life has been a little bit cray cray um, over the last month. Um, and by gifting myself those little moments like the cup of tea like the hand cream like whatever the other nurturing kind of things I did for myself it helped me get through a lot of the crazy that was going on and to make in whilst in the crazy make good decisions Mm. because I think it's really difficult to make good decisions when we're feeling stressed and anxious and overwhelmed but if we do take that time for whatever that nurturing looks like for us, it will help us maintain some sanity through the crazy. Absolutely. Because stress mm. makes us stupid and fat. 
because yeah. the prefrontal <laughs> cortex, the you know high functioning, just stops. Um, okay, and then we move on to P for party, Woo-hoo! which is the last step in the process. Yeah, it's going to be fun, exactly, yeah. because then you're actually able to do some of the fun things. So think about your strengths. In one of our episodes, we talked about you know find what your strengths are. Mm. You know, if it's curiosity, if it's enthusiasm, whatever it might be, or, or, or kindness, mm. then you can go what what my greatest strengths are. What's something I can do? So that's why you do this process on paper first. Yeah, map it out, and then think about how am I going to celebrate. And then you can see it. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole premise of what we've been sharing mm. is it needs to be out on paper so that you can see what where your time goes and what your life looks like in relation to your time um, and energy management. It's, it's so important. And that fun bit, it's really interesting because I think it's easy for us to go, right, good, tick, done that, move on. Um, and we don't necessarily celebrate or have fun um, because we are, you know, on that constant do, do, do. And that was last week's episode on doing and being. So head back and check that one out if you haven't already watched it. Someone messaged me and they loved last week. So um, please take some time to listen to it. So that's the revamp process. And as I said at the start of this episode, this is a process you can use in more areas than you you know can even possibly imagine um and lou is the expert on the revamp stuff so if you want to check her out lou what's the website best website to go to for louisedelure.com cool yeah so head over there if you want to um connect more with the revamp stuff or, or lou's work around this because it's really important it's really valuable it's really helpful what more can we ask for? That's it. It's logical. It's plain English. Methodical. <laughs> I'm easily distracted, but I'm methodical. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we better call it a night, I think. So thank you so much for being here. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Life Learnings with Helen and Louise. So take care and we look forward to catching up with you on our next episode. Okay. Bye for now. Bye.